All right, who loves a summer barbecue as much as I do? Listen, if you want to impress everyone with some super yummy dishes, you need ButcherBox in your life. ButcherBox is my go-to subscription box that delivers high-quality meat and seafood to your door with free shipping always. And I'm talking high-quality cuts at an amazing value. 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. We are saving so much money every month with ButcherBox over going to the grocery store and buying meat and seafood and saving a lot of time. But get this, last month we saved nearly $200. I also love that ButcherBox curates these tips and recipes that are based on your box so you know what to cook. I made the most amazing steak with a basil sauce the other night. And oh, let me tell you, my friends all raved at how amazing it tasted. I'm definitely going to be pulling that recipe out. If you want great meat and seafood in your life, you need ButcherBox. Sign up for ButcherBox today by going to butcherbox.com etm and use code etm at checkout and enjoy your choice of bone-in chicken thighs, top sirloins, or salmon in every box for an entire year, plus get $20 off. Again, that's butcherbox.com etm and use code etm. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Wall Street does not know more than you do. They just learned how to be good at investing. So why shouldn't you learn some of the same tactics so you can profit like the Wall Street giants? Marke Latimer is a heavyweight stock trader, but she's also a Seattle mom who is all about her family. She's sharing powerful tips that she used to grow her portfolio from a $2,000 investment to over $2 million in just two years in this episode. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Compton-Game, where we flip the script on the old-school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. Welcome, welcome to the show. Look, if I didn't grab you at $2,000 to $2 million in two years, I don't know what would. That certainly is what intrigued me to chat with Markay. Because I've always wondered, how do you get good at investing? Like as good as the Wall Street giants, what do they know that we don't? And how can we really close that knowledge gap? After all, you deserve good returns. You deserve to grow your wealth. You deserve to have access to the same tools, tips, strategies, you name it. You deserve it. And Marquet is here to give you that access. She is so super cool. She's developed strategies to maximize returns from stock training while minimizing the time it takes to sit in front of a computer. I love that. If I could be really good at investing in a really short period of time every day, sign me up for that. 
She's also been incredibly successful and is now a sought-after trader educator who has taught classes all around the world, and you are definitely going to see why in this episode. So, so thrilled to bring this to you. I'm Shauna Compton-Game, and this is Millennial Money. Let's jump into the conversation. We're talking about everyone's favorite subject, investing and wealth and all that good stuff. And you have got this great quote on your website that says that Wall Street does not know more than you. They've just learned how. And the knowledge is the difference between making a little money or acquiring significant wealth. So I love that. Tell me, what does this mean? So what what can we learn so that we can actually get to that point of of being as good as Wall Street? Right. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things is, gosh, it's just so intimidating right away for people, especially if they're new to Wall Street. You know, the words they use are different. It's just it's a confusing lingo. Uh, we're often told, you know, the markets are only for the one percenters and the people that are, you know, already know it all and already have all the money. Right. And so I think just, you know, just that idea just right off the bat. Gosh, it really is for anybody and everybody can do this. I really like starting with just you know basic understanding of what the stock market is, what the opportunities are out there, and knowing that you can do this without it becoming a full-time job and taking over your life, you know? <laughs> yeah. So tell me, tell me some of those those basics that maybe we we think we know, but maybe we don't know as well as we know. Right. Well, a lot of this starts with just, you know, we can invest in any stock. Uh, it's really great that so many brokers now let you have these slices of a stock, right? So you don't even yeah. have to have all the money to, to buy these big expensive stocks. You can invest on just such a small, small level. And well, then once you own stock, you can rent them out. And I, I call it the, you know, the stock market landlord philosophy where you could use options, which seem intimidating at times when people don't know what they are, but it's a way to rent out your stock pretty straightforward. You can bring in a little bit of premium. So you're not only an investor in the stock, you're collecting dividends, and you can also bring in some extra premium along the way. Okay. It's that, that's a, a very exciting because I feel that even if we've been investing maybe in like a 401k or an IRA or a Roth, like I know from from a lot of my friends, they have kind of that like close their eye and just point to an option to to invest in, which of course is not the best strategy. But you know, it, it's sort of like you don't know what you don't know when it comes to investing. And I know a lot of the headlines can be kind of scaring, scary and daunting for people. Of you know, especially with a lot of these meme stocks that we've heard of lately, where Maybe people got in at the wrong time and lost a lot of money. And then also the ones where people made a lot of money. And so it's hard to know, well, where the heck do I fit in all of that? Yeah. Yeah. No, you are so right. And I, you know, one hand, I love the meme stocks because what it's doing is it's bringing attention to the fact that anybody can make money in the market. But mm. the downside of that, you know, where it is kind of scary is where do you get in? Where do you jump into those trades? And you don't want to be the one that has heard about a meme stock you know, on the news where everybody now already knows and all the buyers are done and you buy at the top and then it sells off and you end up losing money in the trade, right? So what I, what I really like to do is I, I like to teach people the basics of what the market is so you understand how you can use it, what stocks, what sectors that you want to be involved in, things like that. And it'll change over the course of a year. Uh, but then from there, 
bring in a little bit of options. You can even increase the money that you're making from your stocks, but add in one last piece and that's looking at a chart of the stock. And I think when you look in, you know, the stock market, this whole world, it really is overwhelming. And, you know, if you, if you look at, you can get an economic calendar anywhere. You can just Google it and find an economic calendar for the week. And you've got the Fed raising or lowering rates or doing nothing. They can change the market. You've got a million other economic reports. You have fundamentals of a company, you know, how their earnings are or, you know, good or bad. You have news in the U.S., just, you know, political things or, you know, politicians fighting or things in other countries. All of these different moving parts can affect the way the stock market moves. And it gets, it's just beyond overwhelming. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people get hung up on and we feel like, oh, we can't do it. There's just so much out there that it's just too much to know, right? And when I started trading years ago, I I thought I had to get a degree in economics. And then I thought I I had to become an accountant to learn to read company fundamentals and all. Sorry. That's okay. All right. I thought I'd have to, I thought I would have to get a degree, you know, in economics. I thought I'd have to get a, uh, a whole, uh, background in accounting so I could read a company's annual reports and their quarterly reports. It just, it was really daunting at first. And then I actually had a really good mentor and he gave me some amazing tips. And and one of the things that he said was really learn how to read a stock chart. And what it does, I kind of have realized you've spent a lot of time actually thinking he had to be dead wrong, right? How can you look at (laughs) I mean, you know, the, the stock chart is just the price, right? It's just the right. price of a stock, where it's at today and where it was yesterday. Well, how on earth does that help us make money tomorrow and going forward? And uh, and yeah, it was just, it was crazy. The more I studied and tested him, because I, I really wanted to disprove him. I, he was very successful, a really, really multi-million dollar you know, investor. And I wanted, I wanted to go to him and say, okay. I know that looking at the stock chart, it doesn't work. Now, please tell me what it is you're really doing, right? That was my. <laughs> it can't my, just be the chart, yeah. Right. Exactly. It can't be just this simple. I, I clearly, I have to go back to school and get my economics degree. I mean, clearly. So what happened was I started trading better. I started doing better in the market, and I realized what I was looking at was just the emotions of all of those investors and traders out there. And if people who know way more than I know, right, if they like a stock enough to be buying it, you see that in the price chart. And there are very specific clues that you can use there to tell you that that's going on. And then I don't have to know all of the economic reports and everything about you know, the fundamentals of everything about that company necessarily. But I can look at a chart and see, wow, you know what? It is really a, a liked company and I can see the buying pressure and I can see that momentum. Those are the stocks we want to get involved in and you really can see it from the chart. So this really does open up this world for everybody that, that feels like there's just, you know, too many moving parts. It's too difficult. Or, you know, a lot of times people will feel like it's, um, it's just, uh, you know, in addition to being too daunting, it's just, who knows, you know, when to buy or what to buy. Well, this just kind of makes all of this so much more simplistic and it just really narrows down the work that you have to do to be able to jump in 
and make money in the market. It just, we keep it simple, keep it straightforward and keep it simple. So I know we're, we're over a podcast here and we're audio. So we're going to have to use our imaginations a little bit, but is there any, um, kind of insider secrets or, or tips you can share? Just maybe one or two things, like if we're looking at a stock chart, like what we should be looking for, what are, what are we even looking at? And what are some things maybe we should be looking for? Yeah. So, I mean, just starting really simple things like a stock that is making some higher highs and then it pulls back and it'll make a higher low. So you kind of get this stair step effect. It's simple, but I'll tell you, you know, I started trading in the, the later nineties and when the tech bubble burst in 2000, I took some big hits at the time because I missed that one thing. Stocks stopped making higher highs. I didn't even clue in because we were in a bull market and everybody was buying stock and I didn't know enough at that point in my you know learning curve to know that that just that simple little idea was my signal to get out. And I didn't, and I did take some hits. I went back and backed the charts up and learned, right? And so now I don't miss those signals, but that's one thing that I would start with. Just that higher highs, because stocks will move up and then they will come down. But when they come down, you don't want to, you don't want a chart that is going even lower than where it was before. That's natural. It'll go up again, right. hit a new high, and then it comes down to a high that's, or to a low that is higher than it was before. I know it's, it's hard. I, this is where I, you know, drawing it out. It <laughs> the visual, sense, yes. Visualize, right? Just visualize a staircase. And that's what it is. You go up the little, little drop down and a little go, you know, go up again, a little drop. It's like going up yeah. two steps and coming down one and going up three steps and coming down one, right? So these little pullbacks. You can see um, the, the, like the trends kind of have, or the patterns, I should say, emerging. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, and the other thing that I really like, uh, is a candlestick chart. And it just, it shows you on every single day, the open and close and the high and low of each day's price action. And it, you know, it's, it's not overwhelming at all. There's some really simple things you can get out of that. In fact, I'll, I'll mention at some point I have a free ebook people can check out if they want. So we yes. can talk about that later, but it's all about candles. Yes. I'm into all that. I've, I recently got into candle charts this year and, um, you're right. Like once you learn how to read a chart, A, it's not that difficult. You don't have to be a financial expert. You don't have to be even be a math expert. You just have to know what you're looking at and, and be able to, to spot those patterns. So. I think that's all. I think everybody should, should learn this because it's, it's just, it's amazing. And I'm, I'm curious, how do you, as an investor, like, how do you figure out, or maybe, you know, speaking to somebody who's listening, who's just getting into this, how do you figure out what companies to even look for? Because there are, you know, millions of them out there that are on the stock market. Right. You know, the first thing that I always want people to start with is just narrow down by only looking at stocks that have options. And that's still going to be thousands, but at least it narrows your field down a little bit. And stocks that have options are usually a little more, um, gosh, they're a little, little more stable. Maybe they're really actively traded. And that, that options market is what gives you the ability to be a stock market landlord and kind of rent your stocks down and bring in a little bit of an extra premium. So that's the first, the first kind of screen that I go through. And then, and then from there, I look at, you know, companies that I like and products that you use, you know, Apple computer is a good example. Um, 
you know, things like that. And then you'll see where there are times where these tech stocks, you know, Apple, Microsoft, I mean, even Amazon, especially now that you can get a slice of it, right? They, they give you lots of opportunities. And then there are all sorts of other sectors out there, but I would start with companies that you know, that you're comfortable with and start looking at those charts. And that, yeah. Just along those lines, real quick, the the great thing with the charts, you know, you don't have to be, like you say, a math whiz. Anybody can do this and and you don't have to be a, you don't have to be able to crunch the company numbers. You've got it all there. Uh, But yeah, I would start with that. And then, you know, along those lines, you've got, so you mentioned the meme stocks, right? You have AMC. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on with that. You don't have to know all of the ins and outs of this, but there are times that AMC has given us really, really great pullbacks and normal patterns that you, once you learn candlesticks, you know, go through that that free ebook, check it out. But once you learn just some of the basics of candlesticks, you'll see that if you want to trade those meme stocks, there the patterns are out there and you just don't wait to buy it until you hear it on the news. Put it on a watch list. Check the yeah. chart out every couple of days, right? Sorry. Check the chart out every couple of days, and then you can pick it up on. Uh, you can pick the pick even AMC up on a pullback. So there are always opportunities in there. You just don't want to be the last one to the game, and that's where starting <laughs> with stocks, you know, incorporating chart patterns, and then you can move into looking at different sector rotation. Right, there are different sectors in the stock market. But I'd start with just keep it simple. I know I'm a bit biased, but honestly, I think I have the best dog ever. Her name is Winnie Stardust. She is a golden mountain doodle, and she is full of spunk and fun, and she's never met a ball she does not love. I honestly, I would do anything for Winnie, and she has enriched my life so much. I can confidently say Winnie is absolutely one of the most priceless purchases I have ever made. Today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. In today's world, we insure a lot, from cars and homes to cell phones and even travel plans. But what about insurance for your cat or dog? With ASPCA Pet Health Insurance, you can focus on the care your pet deserves and cover what matters most. This is what I call smart spending because, let's be real, those vet bills, they can be expensive. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program, they've been around for about 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure your pet's plan is unique as they are. Because vet bills, they can really add up, especially when you are least expecting it. It's simple. You use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTC Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. I have to tell you about my new obsession, Notion, our sponsor today. 
Notion has single-handedly changed how I do life for the better. I use Notion for all my daily journaling so I can keep it all in one spot. I also keep all our favorite recipes that are budget-friendly in Notion so I can easily sort and find the ones I love and easily create fast grocery lists. And okay, one of the best uses of Notion, you can create a template for your money dates and track your goals right in Notion. Seriously, Notion is a game changer. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organize, and rediscover the joy of play. It's a workspace designed not just for making progress, but really getting inspired. It's an AI-powered workspace. It turns knowledge into action. You can use Notion to summarize meeting notes and auto-generate action items, get answers to questions in minute, and you can make all of your money tasks so much easier. Notion is for everyone, whether you're a Fortune 500 company, freelance designer, starting a new startup, a student juggling classes and clubs, or just somebody really wanting to get your life together. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash etm. That's all lowercase letters. Notion.com slash etm and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Notion.com slash etm. So tell me, what are your money goals that you have for this year? Maybe you're like me and endlessly looking for a house to buy and you're focused on saving for a down payment or you're drooling over traveling somewhere tropical this year and you want to save to pay for it or you're ready to leave your job and build your own business. So you're going to need some startup funds. Whatever your goals are this year, Monarch can help you reach them. In fact, the Wall Street Journal named Monarch the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress towards financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. What I love about Monarch is its simple and easy customizable design, so the dashboard can look exactly the way you want it to. I'm also a big fan of creating custom budgets for things like travel. It's one of my favorite money tips. And Monarch lets you do this so easily. This is such a great way to stay motivated when you've got a lot of money goals. You can easily track your progress with every dollar that you save or spend. Remember, your brain loves to see progress and you should celebrate it when you're saving money. And honestly, I am so focused on privacy, so I really admire that Monarch will never sell your data to third parties. This means a lot to me and it should mean a lot to you as well. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of the show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Hi, I'm Karina Bemisterfer, host of Morning Cup of Murder, your daily true crime podcast. Yes, you heard me right daily true crime. Every day, Morning Cup of Murder tells you a straightforward, short-form story about murder, true crime, cold cases, disappearances, serial killers, cults, and more. And I do that all in under 15 minutes. With over three years of stories and over 20 million downloads, the Morning Cup of Murder podcast has become a staple of so many people's daily routines. So why not add it to yours? Stream Morning Cup of Murder everywhere you listen to podcasts. And remember, stay safe. We have an Ask Shauna. This one comes from Kristen. Kristen says, 
What financial books, podcasts, or websites do you suggest for small business owners? I am caught in a forever loop between whether a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA is a better choice. Just this last week, I realized those are actually individual accounts, and I could open a SEP or a solo 401k as a small business. And I'm listening and reading as much as I can about finances for years, and somehow I miss this. Newsflash. I think I need resources that are just more focused on small business. Can you help? I love your podcast, and thank you so much for the work you do. Kristen, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being a listener. This is a great question. Uh, You're right. There aren't, shockingly, a lot of great resources out there for small business owners. Now, I don't know what kind of small business you have. So without knowing that information, uh, it's a little hard for me to direct you in certain directions. So if I knew that you had a virtual business or you had I don't know, a marketing business, whatever it might be, I might be able to direct you a little bit better to an individual. I can give you some books that I love that are really, I think, focused towards small business owners. These books have a permanent place on my bookshelf, and I think they might be really helpful for you. The first one is called The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. And you know I talk a lot about mindset and money wellness and how your thoughts impact success, but this is really, truly important, especially in a small business or an entrepreneur running your own business. I mean, I've been an entrepreneur my entire career, and I can tell you, I think it is easily 95% mindset, mindset around money, knowing that I am good enough, qualified enough, owning what I'm worth. I mean, you name it, I have done a lot of work on that. And I know that I'm not alone, that most people, this is the place where they struggle as well. So this is a great book for that. There also is a really good book called The New Retirement Savings Time Bomb. This is written by someone called Ed Slot, And Ed Slot is really the retirement account guru, if you will. He has written a lot of amazing books about how to save for retirement in a really efficient way. And I find as a business owner, his books have really changed my thinking. So that would be a great one. Really anything that he's written would be a great one. Another one would be Deep Work by Cal Newport. Uh, Newport, I think that's how you say his name. Uh, this book is just, uh, this is like oodles and oodles and oodles of greatness for small business owners. And it talks about how do you go, how do you go deep? How do you do good work? How do you profit from it? You name it, you will, you will love this book. And lastly, Profit First. Uh, this is a book that certainly made the rounds. And this book is all about how do you structure your business so that you are taking profit first? Because as business owners, we tend to pay all of our expenses, all of our subcontractors, whatever it might be. And then whatever's left is the money then we have to use for ourselves, for our investing, whatever it might be. And so this book really just changes the paradigm and says, no, let's as business owners focus on profit first. So those would be my picks. I will put links to all of these in the show notes, but I just encourage you keep listening, keep learning. And if you want to just shoot me a message back and let me know exactly what your specialty is, I can kind of dig in a little bit deeper. But 
to anybody listening who is a small business owner or entrepreneur, you can absolutely not go wrong with these books. Markay has so much more to share with you, including her super actionable tip to start investing like a heavyweight today. So let's get back into it. I love it. It makes me so excited. I, I just love this stuff. I'm, I'm definitely going to read your, your free ebook because I can't get enough of candlesticks. But I, I love your story too. So you are this, like, excuse the French here, but like this badass female stock trader who you're also a mom. You have a, you have a family and I know you have this amazing story of how you got into investing. I'd love for you to share a little bit of that with us. Sure. It's, it's so funny. And I, I love it. I, I'd rather be the, yeah, the badass trader and the, and the you know, good mom. <laughs> I love right. it. So yes. Yes. The balance, the balance. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love it. That's awesome. Well, that's what I try to do, right? We all need a balance in our life. But my, my quick story is that I had always, from the time I was a little kid, I wanted to be a doctor. It just, that was my dream from literally early grade school years. And I just knew it until I graduated from high school and I'm, you know, getting into college and I realized, hold on a second, all of these pre-med classes require lots and lots of math. Well, <laughs> I hate math. I'm terrible at math. I can't stand that. So it was really bummed, very disillusioned and, the, you know, kind of back to the drawing board. What do I do? So I kind of went in, um, scrapped the idea of medical school just literally because of math. So I got rid of that idea, went into public relations and, you know, the College of Communications, and I, I did all that stuff. And I graduated, and I'm working, and I'm realizing I'm making nothing. You know, my first year out of college, the highest paying job I could find was uh, was a, a PR, kind of beginning PR job, making $14,000 a year. Well, womp womp. you know, <laughs> right? I mean, okay, this is a couple of years ago. I mean, you know. Just right, right. Yes, yes. <laughs> But, but still. still, even for my time back then, that was such bad pay, right? And I could have, I could have just worked at McDonald's those four years and I would have been really higher paid, right? So I was kind of super bummed. I was told in college from the college counselors that, oh yeah, you know, starting salary is 55 to 65 in that field. Well, turns out it wasn't, but I, I didn't know until I'd invested all that time. So that's all right. You know, I'm going to do it. I, you know, there are parts of PR that I really like. So, you know, start working in the field and figure out, work my way up. And I realized pretty quickly, it just, it was not happening. It wasn't going to happen anywhere under, you know, my time frame. And the thing that was the most frustrating to me was that I, you know, you don't get vacation pay right away when you, when you start at a new company. So I had to work for a long time to accrue some vacation days. And once I had vacation days, I didn't have any money to go on vacation. You know, I was <laughs> just bummed. Couldn't go to the movies. They were too expensive. You know, all these things. And I just thought, I don't really, I don't like what I'm doing. I don't like what I'm doing that much, especially for no pay. Uh, I'm not making enough money that I'm getting forward or moving ahead anywhere. It's not like I'm you know, sacrificing my time to make a ton of money. You know, like on every level, nothing was where I wanted it to be. So I, I literally in my mid-20s, I'm counting how many years I have to work before I could retire. <laughs> so that's a, it's a depressing number. So when you're in your mid twenties, so I'm like, okay, not for me. I randomly picked up and found a book on 
uh, Wall Street trading options, all those things. I picked it up and I was so excited because I thought, you know what? I'm going to go back to med school. I'm going to learn math. I'm going to figure out numbers and I'm going to use the market to pay for my schooling because I didn't have the money to go back to med school. Right. So that was going to be my way out of, you know, what I hated doing and getting me back into something that I really liked. So that was my goal. Well, as I started trading and I learned about the charting piece and I had that mentor that really took me under his wing and taught me a lot. Uh, that is where I started doing really pretty well in the market. And I, and I started kind of slow, took me a year to get going. Then I started really trading with a $2,000 account. I put in a thousand. It was all I you know, could save. And then my mom and my sister each put in $500 and that was my starting account. And that grew from that point with the help I got and the studying and all the stuff and keeping it simple. Uh, two years later, that was $2 million. And it was, it was helped. It was in the, yeah, well, it was amazing. And it, you know, it started out uh, slow and steady and I, you know, was learning and, and I did you know, trade toward the end of that in the big tech bubble, you know, momentum boom and all that. And, and then, like I said, I've had my, my lumps too. You know, I learned along the way when the tech bubble turned, I didn't know the market would ever go down, right? I, I'd just been trading for two, two and a half years in a bull market. I had no idea they went down. So if you learn, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's kind of my story in the nut, in a nutshell. And I, I mean, I just ended up, I loved it so much that I decided I didn't need to be a doctor for the money. And as much as maybe I would like it, I kind of liked the idea of having my own time, right? And doing my own thing. And so, so I just stuck with the trading and have kind of found, you know, places along the way where people wanted me to teach them what I was doing and things like that. And so I've had some neat opportunities with teaching people and, you know, writing the ebook and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of my, kind of my story. And, and I love it. I, I love that now I, you know, I can trade from anywhere in the world as long as I have an internet connection. That's pretty great. Yeah, that's awesome. So how much would you say, like how much time in your day does, does trading take up? I mean, I think for a lot of people, myself included, who, who want to do more investing and trading, you, you tend to start to think like, Oh, well, I don't know if I could have like another full time job on top of what I'm already doing, but I know there are ways to do trading where that's not the case, but I'd love to hear your input. Yeah. You know, I spend, gosh, I'll spend about 15 to 20 minutes in the evening, just kind of researching and looking at my stock watch list and just looking for those you know, pullbacks in trending stocks and, and looking for those uh, patterns that I talk about, those candle patterns. And you pick them out pretty quickly. I, I would say when I was new, I probably spent maybe 30 minutes to 45 minutes or so. Uh, but it doesn't have to be super time intensive. Spend a little bit of time each evening. I like to do it when the markets are closed and you're, you know, you could just kind of be a, a clear head and just look at closing prices. And then I'll pick out my trades and you, can either spend a little bit of time during the day, you know, placing the orders, but you could also just go where you put in a complete order with your broker that you don't even have to be there. You don't even have to watch charts during the day. And, you know, here's a crazy yeah. thing. Some people feel like they have to get in and, and day trade, right? And be right at their computer and stare at charts all day long. I always feel like I do better and I see it with others as well that I think we tend to do better if we have other things going on in our lives. So we're not obsessing about the markets. We just have a strategy. We enter the investment and you just let it go and let it work out and just spend 20 to 30 minutes each evening. Just run through what, you know, what you have open 
look for any new trading ideas, investing ideas, and just, you know, throw in your, your orders if you need to and just let it work. Uh, living on the West Coast, I do get up at market open and I do like to watch the first 30, 40 minutes or so. Uh, but, you know, usually for us, 630, it's early enough. You can do that and then go off to your regular job or have your normal life, get the kids to school, you know, whatever it may be. It it feels really doable. That's what I like is is it's a a doable system. And as long as you've done your research and you've read your charts, uh, hopefully there aren't too many panic moments. I mean, obviously, you're going to lose some money from time to time. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you do your work, I think. It, it's really achievable for, for everyone. And I think that's what's so amazing about, about your story and about what you're sharing is that even if you're, you're a mom or a single working parent or whatever situation you're in, there is ways to, to carve this, carve time into your life, which I think is great. And, and you don't have to go back and be a doctor and cadaver people. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You know what I always say? One of the greatest things with the stock market is you really can't fit it into however you want to live your life. So yeah, uh, I know. I mean, it's great, right? I know. I know a guy that he's retired and he'll get up in the morning. He's also he's also on the West Coast. He gets up in the morning. He'll watch the market the first couple hours or so. You know, set his trades and do whatever, and then he's done. Shuts down his computer and he goes golfing or goes and hangs out with his other retired buddies, right? And he just it's not like he has any other you know job that he's on the clock he just wants to live his life where he's not sitting in front of a computer all day uh, other people will you know I know moms around here that will look at the markets in the morning and set up their trades at night check it out in the morning and then they get the kids to school and then they they have a break in, in the afternoon and then you know they've got they can go on and do their other things whether it's a job or whether it's you know whatever it may be running around like who knows uh, but I feel like we're all super busy Right. Nobody ever complains about having too much time on their hands. <laughs> and so it's super great that you really can take just a little bit of time and fit this in wherever you want to fit it in. Do you have any, I'm sure you have some, but do you have any favorite investing tools or apps or anything that you use that you think, okay, we need, to, we need to know about this? Yeah. Well, you know what? I really, I've just started using a, a charting service that is free and it's called trading view and just go to tradingview.com and download it. And you know what I love about it? I mean, nowadays I'll just say, you know, if you have a brokerage account, they'll all have charts for you, but gosh, nowadays it's so great to have nice charts, whether you're at your computer or maybe your iPad or your phone or whatever. So if you've got trading view, just create a login and it's free. They have different paid levels you could get, but you don't need it. Get a free trading view account. And you can have it on your phone. You can have it on your computer. I've also got mine on my desktop. So wherever I am, it's all, it's all synced, right? So I can be maybe at the gym and I want to see what the market is doing. And I pull up trading view on my phone and the charts are great. You can get really good candlestick charts on trading view that are clear and easy to read and see even on a phone. So I would absolutely recommend that. That's fantastic. I like it. And anything that's free is, you know, if it's free and good, even better, right? Absolutely. And especially when you're just starting out, you know, you don't want to be spending a bunch of money on, on just, you know, a a charting service or things like that. You want to spend your money on something where it's going to give you a return right away, right? So hold off on that. Use, use good free charts. You'll get your brokerage account. They'll have charts for you. Things like that. No doubt. So what are your thoughts on the cryptocurrency kind of, 
craze that's happening mm-hmm. over the last year or so. <laughs> Where does that fit into our investing strategy? Yeah, I'll tell you what, it is so crazy and the ups and downs and crypto. I am learning. I am learning all about it. Try to figure it out. It is a, there's a lot there. So someday I'll get my head all around it, but I will tell you this. My husband has been trading crypto. I think several of the different, you know, coins or whatever they're called. <laughs> but he's been at like Ethereum and Dogecoin, however you pronounce that. And, you know, a couple others. And, you know, I mean, there's just millions out there, right? It seems like every day there's a new one. He's actually trading them off of the same candlestick charts that I've taught him and that I teach people when we're investing in the market. So that is, it makes crypto, I think, just readily accessible for people. If you just learn some of the basics and understand the risk and kind of understand what it is, pick the different cryptocurrency if you want to get in some of them, but invest in them at the timing that you would a stock. So in other words, like a candlestick pullback within a trend, you get these really great entries. And my husband's been doing really quite well with the exact same chart patterns we use in the stock market. Just looking, same thing on TradingView, right? You can get these crypto charts on TradingView. And he's plugging away and doing some trading on that in and out. So that's as far as I've gone with crypto, but it can be a pretty cool world. And I like that you can use the charts too. So you aren't just completely shooting in the blind. There, exactly. there is research behind it. And just thinking kind of overall, if we think about how much money we make each month and all the ways we've got to divvy up our money, do you have any advice for how much of our paycheck we should invest with or, or how to set those parameters around how much to, to be investing with? Yeah. As far as um, a paycheck for, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, you know, staying out of debt. First. So I think, you know, make sure you, you have run your finances in a way that you can hopefully stay out of debt. And I know not everybody's there, but eventually you can get there. One of the, the lessons that I learned when I was young was pulling out 10%. Like always pulling 10% for yourself on some level. And if you could take 10% out of each check and use it to, you know, invest or use some of that, if you could take 20%, even better, use some of it to pay down credit card debt and take that other 10% and stick it in the market somehow. So. Yeah. Uh, I like that number. I'm actually just starting to open some accounts for my kids and we're going to have that 10% of whatever they earn will go straight in that account. But if you can do more, it's always great. But, you know, sometimes it's it's hard. But if you think of just small numbers, you know, people will, you give up the Starbucks coffee every day and stick that in an account, right? That stuff over time really adds up. Mm, I like that approach a lot. Well, I feel like we could do a whole masterclass on all of this, <laughs> but I I, I I love to end every episode with just something actionable, a tip, idea, strategy, tool, anything that you think the Millennial Money listeners really need to walk away with from this episode. What would that be? Gosh, uh, you know, with the, yeah, with this this group especially, it's easy to get sucked into some of the hype. So don't get stuck like with the meme stocks. Don't get sucked into the hype. Get those stocks, put them on a list and watch your candlestick chart on TradingView. Let those stocks retrace. Usually several days, you'll have a better buy. You'll have a better buy point. It'll make you uh, risk less money and you'll end up in the long run being way more profitable. Such an amazing tip. Well, I'm sure that there are definitely some very inquisitive uh, people listening right now. So please tell everyone where they can find out more about this free ebook on candlestick charts and where they can connect with you and where they can learn from you. 
Yeah. So the free ebook is Rob Booker, B-O-O-K-E-R dot com slash Marque. Go there and you can get the free ebook. You can also go to MarqueLatimer.com, which is my website. It's right there, all the info there. Or you can email me education at MarqueLatimer.com. I felt so inspired after listening to Marque's story. She's a female a mom, a business owner, and at the core, she just really wants everyone to have access to information to grow her wealth. And I think that is a very noble thing. And I just, I don't know, I just felt so inspired by this interview. I'm I'm also super into candle charting for investing and so happy that uh, she shared all of that information as well. And she's got some really great resources on her website if you want to start learning about candle charting and you want to start learning about more of her tips around investing in this way. It certainly has changed my strategy a bit. So I highly encourage you to at least check it out. No matter where you are in your investing practice, I think even if you can just walk away from this episode with just one bit of knowledge, I think it's a win. I really do. Before we close out, I just want to give a shout out to Bree, who let me know that she saved her first $1,000 after years of struggling to carve out extra funds. Way to go, Bree. That is so amazing. We are cheering you on. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor, share it with friends, family members, anybody who you think needs to hear this episode. You can head to the show notes for all the links to our episode guest and sponsors, And also be sure to hit follow in any podcast player you're listening to, to make sure you never miss an episode. I'll see you back here in a few days. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com, where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review. And make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value.